Overtime Elite, we are a new league. Uh, we're a league that uh, will be identified as Gen Z. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's faster moving. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's a Gen Z league for a Gen Z fan. Hello and welcome into the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Today we are back for part two of our podcast with Brandon Williams, the Director of Basketball Operations at Overtime Elite. Part one, we discussed Brandon's career from college to winning an NBA championship to working in the NBA front office. Here in part two, we are going to discuss Overtime Elite and the Overtime Elite League, which is a next generation league for a next generation fan. We hope you enjoy part two. Let's jump into it. Let's go and transition that now because, and hopefully I'm not misspeaking, but Brandon, it sounds to me like you have a a passion for trying to provide a great experience for the players. I think even in being in that that role, a lot of what you're trying to do is try to set up uh, a league or or not a league, you're you're doing that now, but set up a team that can be successful um, and figuring out all the parts it takes to really succeed. And I assume that has to have led you into your journey you're on now, trying to now push this overtime elite league and overtime elite and kind of this new way of, hey, how can we really create the best possible system to help kids get better, put them on a platform to go to the next level. Uh, I I assume that's kind of what has led you to your journey. But I want to, before we jump into that, I would love for you to explain to our audience and a little more to me, I've done a little bit of research. I have a pretty good idea, but what exactly is Overtime Elite? What is it in your words? And you know, what's the goal of it? What is it? So we, we, Overtime Elite, we are a new league. Uh, We're a league that uh, will be identified as Gen Z. You know, it's it's uh, it's faster moving. It's uh, it's exciting. It's a Gen Z league for a Gen Z fan. So we're not looking to do the same thing that uh, the in, we're not going to produce the same product that the NBA has produced or that, you know, NCAA uh, uh, men's college basketball is, is producing. Um, we know that in today's world, uh, it's very difficult for a fan, let alone a young fan, to sit and watch two back to back games on ESPN. Um, you know, they're not watching football that way uh, all day Sunday. You know, that day is that day is gone. They're scrolling and they're swiping and they're clicking. And and frankly, you know, I've been around long enough that uh, I was at the NBA League office when Twitter came out. And everybody's like, no one would read in 140 characters. Like, what is this? Or, you know, the dawn of social media, like, who cares what you eat in the morning? And the truth is, a lot of people care about that. Yeah, you'd be shocked how many people right? care. Right? Now, now, now we're getting our news that way, right? We're looking for, we, we check Twitter, and, and that's actually an older generation now that's checking Twitter, that there, there are these other sources of entertainment, um, and we are capitalizing on, on, on that. Um, our demographic is, is younger, then uh, our core audience is, is different than, than the NBA's or Major League Baseball or, or the NFL. And so we want to meet them where they are. Uh, this is a league of, I think, it's safe to say, high-level, professionally bound players. So we make them pros because they, um, they trade their high school and college eligibility for the opportunity to um, be empowered economically, so to earn a salary. You know, right Mm -hmm. now at 16, 17 years old. Um, So they've made the choice to be professional now. But these are all players that are destined to play professionally someplace in the world. They're like musicians who decided like, look, you know, I can I can learn lots of things, but I love jamming on the drums. I love like playing the guitar. 
And this is our version of that. Like there should be no rules to impede a young musician's ability to play his guitar anytime he wants to and get better at it. And so our players, that's a great way to put it, by the way, I just have to interrupt you. Goodness. That was a light bulb for me. That's a, you're a very genius way to put it. Yeah. Our, our players. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I searched for these, you know, crazy little nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You yeah. know, no, it, I mean, you just, yeah, it's very much part of my recruiting. I mean, I, 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 I have to do it so much and I'm, I'm talking to me, but I, I do, I do feel it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. taking, it's taking our, it's taking our presentation that uh, is often for professionals and for adults to consume um, and making it a little plainer and simpler for the athlete, because ultimately that's, that's the person taking the, the largest risk, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's with, with their life, with their career, with their future. Um, and that we're, we're, this is a league of limited constraints. You know, it's the ability to pursue I mean, we've been able to put them in this interesting position to have the best basketballs, the best courts, the best hoops and nets, uh, but some of the best people around them. And if your goal has been to play professional basketball, call it at the NBA level or at a year league level, depending on where you come from, that's what you dream of. Um, all you're asking for is give me the best chance to, to, yeah. to get there. And you know, in this in this environment, uh, this ecosystem of, of basketball, some of the best talent has to emerge from some of the worst conditions, right? Uh, limited access to, to gym time, you know, not even eating three meals a day. Um, that that we can't solve it for everybody, but we're able to solve it for a couple dozen young men right now and elevate them. And then the flip side of that, you know, for, for overtime, it's not just a development training and, and, and environment uh, where we'll play great league games. It's incredible entertainment. I mean, young people love seeing young people do great things. I mean, mm-hmm. they're millionaires being born on YouTube um, because they can cook or because they can sew or because they like can bedazzle things. <laughs> and no one has interrupted their ability to showcase their talent. In fact, there's a great market where people want to see, want to see it. And uh, thank goodness for our founders, uh, the founders of Overtime, who are building a juggernaut, a rocket ship of an organization, a media company that um, has assembled a, a following of 50, 55 million fans um, with dreams of, you know, untold numbers um who's able to generate 1.8 billion views of content a month i mean these were things that i didn't know when i was being recruited to the job but i learned quickly i I understood the dynamic the nba dynamic is basically to to bring the product to as many fans as possible and that this was a this was a, a a a untapped market um a lot of white space so I got a chance to take what I know very well, and that is the road to NBA play um, and NBA level professionalism and preparedness and, and skill set and marry that with or, or, or be embraced by a media company that has the ability to showcase and to uh, bring it to, to the masses. And so these young people are going to not only be great players, but they're also going to be well-known and um and very valuable assets in, in the marketplace 
Yeah, I think it's very interesting, man. I, I, I'm being so genuine. You you just sold me. I know you weren't trying to, but I don't know. You just made a light bulb go off in my head. You're right. Like nobody's stopping a 14 year old on YouTube who's uh, exceptionally talented playing the saxophone. Nobody's like, no, you got to go to school and college before you can make money on that skill or, or you know what I mean? So you really illuminated it for me. It's it's really just providing a platform to young for young people who uh, have committed themselves to, you know, have the skill base to be able to uh, profit off of something they're really good at. We live in a capitalistic society. Uh, I, I'm a trainer. I go train a lot of people and I'll tell the kids as I'm training them, I'll be like, look, your parents are paying me like that, that's what you do in this life. If you're good at something, make people pay you for it. But I, then I'll also tell them I'm, I want my time to count and to be here. But you want to make money off of what you're good at. So it's really awesome to to view it from that lens of, of what you're trying to provide for these young, very exceptionally talented people um, and even taking a deeper dive into, you know, kids that don't have access to a gym or like you said, even even more uh, dire, uh, not access to to food adequately or, or things and and trying to provide them those. So that's amazing. So I, I have a question. You, you said young, upcoming potential pro athletes. What is the age range here uh, for the overtime elite uh, league? Who, how early can they get into it? What's the la la latest cutoff? Well, we made a decision um, for our business and, and really the, the collection of, of talent to start around 16. So that's, the, that's typically your junior year in high school. Uh, for me, that also means it's three years before your early entry date to the draft. So if we... If we're uh, true to our target, you know, market here, uh, we're looking at players that are, are destined to play in the NBA or at least be in that conversation. We, we, we should start there. So they've created some separation from their peers early. Uh, there are no guarantees. And, and, and we all know that, you know, lots changes between 16 and 19. But at least at that, at that age, they're just a couple of years removed. There's still enough time um, to, 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 still mold them in some ways, you know, their, their yep. habits, um, skill set, body is changing. Uh, their, their, their minds are still pretty open. Uh, as you know, being a trainer and being around the game, um, a, a, there are a lot of influences that get at young players much earlier now, but there's, there's still a window where I think they're impressionable and, and, um, and looking for mentorship. So we, we've kind of condensed, it's much better to do three years than one. You know, I think one, one and done, we'd be in a similar situation as, as college and that there's just not a lot of runway to, uh, if you need to change habits, to change them and start new ones. Um, certainly being that close to the draft, uh, you're, you're working with what feels like more certain knowledge. So, you know, you, you don't really have that expectation out ahead of them. These are the things you have to do in order to get yourself in, into the conversation or on the board. Um, so we, we, and then I think, you know, not to, not to look past what we're really doing too is competing. If you mix kids too young with 18 year olds, it's not going to be challenging for the 18 year old. It's too much, too much of a Delta, a gap in between the young player and, and the older player, not like 18 and 22 in college, 14, and 18 is huge. So we are, we're a world of juniors, seniors, and, and, um, what would be typically college freshmen. Okay, uh, yep. who, are, who are in the same building and um and and while there is a while there is a gap between the junior and the college freshman still um it's it's a lot more reasonable um something that we we can manage in one environment 
Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense. We got the age range. We know a little more about the league. Uh, I think you just said they're in the same building. I was about to get into, I, I believe if I got these numbers correctly, you have 27 players who stay in Atlanta and they, they train, they play, whatever it may be. Maybe I misread that. I clarify, please. Like what is a, what does a day in the life look like for an overtime elite league athlete? What, what is it like? What do you do if you're an athlete? So uh, what you don't get away from is the school. We are an academy. Um, OTE league gets, uh, gets uh, captures a lot of headlines because people are interested in the athlete and, and the, the fact that they may one day be NBA players, but they are still students. They're student athletes. Um, they are finished in their high school curriculum if they're juniors and seniors, and, and we are fully accredited uh, academy. Um, our, our promise to parents and to the, to the athletes is to, to have them graduate. Um, they'll have an opportunity to take 12 to 14 credits as college freshmen if they are post-grad. Um, so while they may not, they certainly won't finish while they're here, uh, they've got a head start. A lot of people promise mom, yeah. I'll, I'll get my college degree. Even if I go on to, you know, uh, millions in, in, in professional sports. And so we want to make sure that we're doing our part, um, uh, to educate them. But on, on top of that, you know, we provide a full curriculum of what we'll call life skills, you know, alternative, uh, classes, what's really important to the, to the young basketball player, whether NBA or pro A in France is uh, is understanding how to manage your, your money, uh, understanding, you know, new things that have, you know, our communities awake, but certainly has these young young people uh, uh, awake. And, and that's, you know, community service, social justice and, and advocacy. Um, if you want to be a mover in your community, you've got to be in touch and, and then understand ways that you can make uh, impact and difference in, in community. So these are things that we, we want to bring to them younger. And that's part of their curriculum. That's part of what we'll call their daily vitamin uh, here at OTE. They, they do live in uh, off-campus housing. We're in Midtown Atlanta. We're very close to Georgia Tech's campus. Uh, nice. So they live in what would feel like elevated off-campus college housing. Uh, we've got a couple floors that uh, we, we own. Our players live together uh, in quads. Uh, shared living living room and kitchen. They have their own master, you know, bedroom, and we have fun stuff like a big game room and pool table and and, and that yeah. sort of stuff to kill time when they're you know in the dorm. But we've got a hundred and five thousand square foot facility that's um, two NBA practice courts and a full performance and hydro area and chef and nutrition area and. Um, sleeping areas. Uh, all of our basketball operations offices are there. So the coach and, and me and our full staff, our academics are in the same building on the second floor and our league offices are on the third floor. We have a show court. We call it the show court. That's like our Madison Square Garden um, that, that uh, is kind of being seen worldwide on, on, uh, on, on the ground for sure. Um, so it's a one-stop shop. Their day is, you know, from their apartments to the building uh, they can spend a lot of time in that building, but fortunately it's cool and fun. Um, we get them involved in a lot of stuff off, off campus, we'll call it, um, because this is a, this is a, a media company. So content is a big part of it and being mm -hmm. able to follow them in their day of life. And, you know, somebody's in a music studio doing an internship and someone else is, uh, you know, at a car dealership and, uh, someone else is uh, getting golfing lessons because these are all interests uh, of the players. And sometimes they're just going bowling and, and killing time and having fun, team, team, team bonding. So our days feel like 
uh, I, I think they feel normal, except they are in such an elevated environment that, is, is, as you can imagine, most 16-year-olds uh, will, will not touch, um, you know, that, that scope of activity uh, in a day, let alone a, a month. Uh, but there, there, there are no, I, I mentioned all that, and there are no rings of fire. You know, there, there's, there's, there's no circus act going on. It's a, it's a full day because there's three to four hours of academics a day. We're in a virtual environment uh, led by teachers, which is awesome. You know, like everybody wants to do remote, but it's only cool if you got somebody that can actually walk you through the lesson when, when things are difficult. Uh, so they get to learn in a customized way. And then like for, for, for our, every one of them, that's really a basketball junkie. I mean, they, they, they get as much as they can handle because they get 24 seven access to the gym. Which is amazing. I, I assume you loved being in the gym uh, with all the success you had. I, I loved being in the gym. So I can't imagine being that age and just having the, the access to that all the time. And just all of those things, man, that sounds truly incredible. Um, you're, you're blowing me away. Genuinely. I, I, knew a limited amount about this um, coming into this pod. So this has all been very enlightening for me. And I really want to check out that facility. It sounds amazing, but it, it really does sound awesome what you guys are providing for these young athletes. And, and you've still got me just stuck on this concept of why, why stop a young athlete? You know, I guess in, in line with the name, image, likeness, all this stuff that's starting to come out, like why shouldn't you be profiting off of one skill, but you're allowed to go, you know, play video games on YouTube and be great at it and make so much money. I'm still trying to chase that career brand. It hasn't kicked off yet um, but no i i really love it it's been really uh enjoyable to learn more about the league i, I kind of want to take here on the uh, end of our conversation a look at uh what has you know what has been challenging along this journey i want to jump in afterwards maybe some of the wins you have and and uh the what you see this being down the road but you are trying to create something new um, you know, it's almost like when email came in and people were like, oh, no, physical email. What is that? I don't know what that is. I just want my physical mail. And then eventually it takes over. And, and maybe this league is the same way. But there's there's challenges along the way. What, what have you run into here trying to put something new into this space that maybe people, you know, have a, a little initial pushback to? Well, you hit it right on the head. I mean, people are really challenged by what you don't know. Um, in, in our world, I think there's a if you grab a hundred basketball people, men and women uh, who've coached or who've had kids who played, I think there's a fair amount of criticism for the entire system. You know uh, how much it costs um, to travel to, to events and how many of us are chasing environments where our players, where our kids can get great opportunity. Um especially when you feel like you're on to something like, you know, I don't know if he's going to be Steph Curry, but like he really loves shooting the ball from deep, you know, and he's pretty tricky at his age. And, but like, you just want to be able to explore then how expensive it is. Um, what, what, what is really challenging for, for families particularly is, is once you get of an age where you're uh, elite um, or sort of better than every, all, all your friends and, and like, where do you get a game? I mean, you keep playing with your friends and, but where do you go to really get challenged? You know, like when you can really jump, I used to be able to jump. And I remember getting to a point where I wanted to dunk the ball. And then I was like, I can dunk on everybody I play against. But the truth was like, there was nobody else with my kind of athleticism. So I don't know what kind of test that was. Um, I can't, can't relate to that. I've always wanted to dunk, yeah. but never can't, <laughs> yeah. can't relate yeah. to what you're just talking about. The story about. always gets better the older I get. Through. <laughs> I, just, I used to dunk on everybody. Dunking on everybody. Um, but, but, you know, we, we have been really pleased that 
you know, sort of flip side of the challenge was I had to have this conversation uh, with every dad and every mom, every AAU coach um, who on the one hand was afraid to like take this step into the unknown is scary. Like we, we did this and we didn't have a building. We were recruiting. We didn't have a campus. I couldn't, I couldn't take you to Davidson college and show you that awesome Lake campus, you know, up there. Um, Beautiful. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't show you exactly. I couldn't walk you through the library or like, you know, give you a sense of what campus life would be. I had to kind of sell the dream a little bit. And, um, so while it was scary and while it was very difficult, and yes, there were some guys that we wanted that we, we couldn't get this first this first go around. Um, I've, I've been really pleased that the level of satisfaction in, in those that did say yes, um, the first three or four months that we've been here, just seeing the progress, you know, the growth, you know, I mean, the, the, the weight gain of some of the guys that they're, they're eating and they're lifting and they're they're asking questions for the first time. They actually have set foot in something called a film room and they're learning how to watch video with a coach. I mean, not, you know, they're, they're kids. So, you know, they, they're not PhD students yet. Uh, but just being able to take from a practice something that you did well, and something that you didn't do well and see it, not only see yourself, but see 26 other players who were like, Pro-level players, like doing the same kind of reps, learning from, from, from all those guys. Um, our, our challenge will continue to be, you know, touching the individuals that um, are kind of trapped by the conservative approach. Like, you know, you've been told, we've been told forever, decades and decades, that this is the way it happens. You know, high yeah. school to college and college to the draft and to the NBA. And you'll, you'll see that forever. They'll always be. College is awesome. Uh, it's, it's the right path if that's the one you want. Uh, but mm -hmm. then there's, you know, there's, there is a player. Like we didn't have to convince people that they wanted it. We just need to, we, we needed to illustrate it for them. There were people that basically were asking for overtime elite for OTE. They didn't know what it was called. It's like, I just, yep. you know, I, I want for my kid a place where he can go compete against really good players. Like if he could play every day and he needs to be coached, we kind of tapped out. Some of the coaches even said it like, I'm his dad, I'm his coach. But I also work at uh, a dealership, and like I'm not a full time coach, but I mean I'm I'm the one that's been in the gym with them here or there, and it's time now for him to get, in our case, some Kevin Ali level coaching, some Dave Lado level coaching, right? The, the the staff that we've been able to assemble, and so they were asking for it. We just um, we we just were able to present it right at the right time, and um, and and hopefully some of the the negative narrative about whether it's good or bad to be paid or um, or whether they will all be NBA players or not starts to be sort of beside the point. It's just it's a choice and a path that they've made because it's a passion that they have and and that they're going to we're going to raise the probability of success if nothing else. Yeah. And again, I don't, I mean, again, you, you've had me the most hooked with, I don't hear people complaining of, I mean, I guess they probably do, but I don't hear people massively complaining that, Oh, Billie Eilish, she's a really young singer. I know she's, she's very young. She makes a lot of money. Nobody's like, Oh, she's too young to make money. So I don't know why everybody has a gripe. If it's a basketball player or a football player that wants to make money early. Uh, awesome on the challenges. I mean, you just said you got, you have kids there. You have built a facility. Those are wins alone. Uh, kind of our, my last question for you, man, is just where do you see this thing? Where do you hope this goes, you know, in, in, in five years, in 10 years? What do you see the, the best case scenario for the Overtime Elite League? Well, I think that we'll, we'll, our goal is to be a, a global brand. Um, 
in, in the way that you might think about Harvard um, or think about Davidson um, as kind of a pinnacle of success. When a product comes out of there, you know they've been well-trained, well-educated, well-coached. Uh, your expectation is that they're going to make an impact in, in whatever business or community or team they're on. Um, people will look at our program that way. Um, if you go, if one, if you were selected by OTE, that meant you were you were elevated. You know, you, you're there's a certain level of commitment, a certain level of dedication and commitment to your craft um, that we'll see players populating teams over the next five to ten years. That when you look back. Like he, he was just well prepared. This is the kind of education that a pro player needs. It's not just skills and drills. It's, it's also this off-court life skills, how to be a teammate. Um, I'd love for us to be a brand um, in, in the sort of youth sports space like Real Madrid. You know, others think about the best academies that have raised um, fundamentally raised young young players, and we, we don't quite have that brand here in the states. That's that's something really akin to uh, international play and international clubs. I, I want that for us to be internationally re renowned, so that when you're talking to international prospects, parents, coaches, and agents, they they don't they don't frown at the notion of going to the states to learn to play the game. They um, it's going to be important for us there, uh, but 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 we look to grow. I mean, right now you mentioned we're 27. That that means that we have three teams uh, of nine. Or we have smaller rosters because we don't we didn't want to we didn't want playing time to be an impediment for a really good player to choose us. So uh, with a smaller roster, everybody plays and everybody's going to play a lot. Uh, but we're going to grow. Uh, I, I want to I want to see more teams. You know, more opportunities for coaches uh, and trainers. And, um, and and we should get into some markets, some basketball markets that we, we, we didn't see this this year. So growth is going to be really important. That'll be a big win for us to see our, our league grow. That's awesome, man. Uh, you just grew because you just gained a, a follower, a fan in me. Uh, genuinely, I'm, I'm right really on. excited to follow now, learning uh, so much more about it. I think you guys are doing amazing things. So, Brandon, that'll wrap it up for today. I, I really appreciate you, man. Uh, goodness, it sounds like you have a tremendous amount going on on your end. Uh, so thanks for taking 45 minutes to, to chop it up with me, man. I think hopefully our audience out there really took something away and uh, uh, understands a little more about what Overtime Elite is now um, and, and can go follow. So to our audience out there, my goodness, you can find Overtime anywhere. Uh, type it in. You'll find it. You'll find the Overtime Elite League. Give them a follow. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching more. Brandon, I appreciate you for jumping on today. Kristen, no doubt. I appreciate you, man. It's been fun.